everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Wicked Unscripted, where we have unscripted conversations about some of the most popular reality shows on television. My name is Abigail Adams, and I am your host for this podcast. Joining me, as always, is my good friend, Sarah Talks Big Brother, and we are back for another challenge conversation. Yeah, I mean, we missed a week, so two weeks to cover in one episode and i guarantee you we can probably still do it better than the bb2 hour episode oh god i just there i i laugh every time i like edit these episodes because like you know people will be like well there's three episodes of big brother a week that's not even what we're talking about though (laughs) like like it's like it's not that there's not tons to talk about with the challenge but there's such less context and information to work with right really Um, about speculation and i like he likes blah 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 a lot, a lot less problematic issues too, hmm. Hmm. to say the least. <laughs> to say the least. Though we are starting, so I know this week we're kind of two weeks out from this, but uh, or a week out from this rather. But um, Sarah, in episode six, is just out for revenge <laughs> because the last time you and I talked about the challenge, she was heated to say the least. I was going to say, I don't even know if I could find good words. He does his best a phrase that I can find because she was not happy that A, Tyson put her into the elimination challenge, and then B, I mean, she was happy she was coming out of it, but she was like, oh no, I'm out for blood. It 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 felt, it was giving Monday Night Raw vibes, okay? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really was. Um surprised we didn't get a little bit more from leo though like i know leo was like he was just as upset they're just really he was hurt well they are really fueling that um that this survivor divide um like this really i mean it really did happen a lot with winners at war and i think a lot of people who haven't seen winners at war i mean it's even been a while for me so i'm like people who have just recently rewatched are like don't you remember this i'm like bruh i watched that at the beginning of the pandemic so <laughs> it's I did safe not. to say my memory is a little a little foggy from that because it's been a little bit and those were dark times but uh, like uh what uh so anyways so i think it's interesting i'm probably gonna go back this week and go rewatch some of those really like maybe even go back and rewatch the whole season um, or at least until their eliminations, and just kind of really get a good, a better feel for what this dynamic was on that season. Because I don't think it's as it was as played out as they're making it seem on the challenge, where they're like, it was this big feud, and it's like, eh. I mean, they were definitely like targeting each other, but it wasn't like it was just the whole central conversation and everybody knew it. It's like I genuinely forgot about it until this came back. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. Thanks for reminding me. You know. Um, I feel like be. a lot of it's so it feels forced, in my opinion. I I mean I don't think Tyson was really looking for it to be this way. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's very one sided in terms of the feud. Like of course Tyson Tyson is just gonna go after anybody who he thinks is a target. But it's not about feud. you don't just feud with everybody that is your target. And she's literally like she takes everything so freaking personal, like couple weeks ago with Derek X right with Derek X and she was like well he's supposed to be the trivia king and he couldn't answer a question about Catwoman it's like god forbid um Mm. like and and then she's just like I'll handle it Derek and it's like stop me I'm just sick of the condescending nature like I want her it's been a little yeah to say it's been excessive is 
they want they're giving her a heavy heavy villain edit very it's yeah really really frustrating i mean she's not helping but no and i mean to the to to that that's it's really just them playing up a big piece of her personality that we've seen time and time again on survivor um and it just i think i mentioned this last time it makes me think a lot about the discrepancies we have with these shows versus big brother but in particular even if you want to take the challenge out like what we know about Sarah and what we learned about her on the show still doesn't even compare to the things we learn in a single season on Big Brother when we've seen her on three se- three seasons of Survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's just it's interesting that we continue to just learn. I mean, I don't know if we really learn more about her, but like we we still don't have even the breadth of knowledge about her full personality. Like all we really know is that she is just. She's competitive, and if you get on her wrong side, she hates you, basically. Yeah. Like, it is not, it, it's personal. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, exiting that elimination challenge, she's looking for revenge, and she thinks that Tyson manipulated Cash. Um, so, she's not really blaming Cash uh, for being like one of the people to help choose the partnerships. Um, so I think that puts Cash in an interesting position in the house because also Cinco has been gone for a little bit. Her game is definitely shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is a big bullet dodged for her because knowing Sarah, Sarah can be the one to just be, to lump people to be together and just be like, nah, if you hurt me, I hurt you. I still just don't write it out at the end of the day as something happening where Cash's demise ultimately becomes something that is involving sarah and her pettiness but true i i can absolutely see a world where that it becomes a plot line so uh last week another thing that we need to talk about is kira uh was not feeling well um so it's really important to keep that in mind because tyson ended up being her partner um tyson is this challenge beast i mean mentioning cash the week before they were in dead last uh, for a good half of the challenge <laughs> ended up passing ev- literally everybody and going from last to first um so tyson has been in a position before to really carry a person when he can to get them through the challenge no matter what this challenge there was just no way he was able to do this so what this challenge was was it was a uh, math and also obviously naturally endurance and they had to climb up um, these rope ladders into these floating containers that were above the water. Um, and they had to gather symbols along the way. Then they had to jump off onto a platform, jump into the water. And then they had to swim back and do a whole math equation. I think they got, I can't remember how many times, either two tries or three tries. If they couldn't get it on those tries, they had to go back out and figure out uh, the puzzle again. Uh, Sarah and Ben had to do that, just so you know. <laughs> it's like karma. <laughs> oh, well, those, I... <sighs> I just I I have plenty of thoughts about that but (laughs) but when it came to Tyson and Kira my heart broke because there he he was doing everything he could to encourage her and before the challenge she was like like with cash and she was like I'm I keep throwing up I'm not doing well and she's like just keep drinking water if you have to drink water drink it by a trash can in case it has to come back up but you got to get fluids in you and it's what happened was they had to go onto the platform and oh this was one of the most painful falls i've seen on the show where she she tried her best and she jumped and she absolutely missed the platform 
I think she hit it with her feet or something like that yeah. and just not belly flop in the water. It 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 was a it was ugh, kind of moment like you oh, know where you feel it yourself. Well, and you saw the people the the reactions from the other contestants. I just so knowing I was telling Sarah before we were recording, we do we are aware that there were some COVID issues during, uh, or at least there rumored rumored COVID issues that occurred during filming. I I am curious to know if this is one of them because if it is, it's just. If it isn't, then we had to have shutdowns for other people, for other people getting sick. I don't know the full details, mm-hmm. but I'd just like to know, like, why she was the one that had to compete when we haven't seen anybody else have to do so when they were sick, at least to our knowledge. And if that was the case, why weren't their, their illnesses edited in, you know? I mean, it, it could have been, like, at the very beginning of her illness. It could have been, you know, around the recovery time. You know, whenever you go back to work, before you really um, realize you're sick enough to not work or that day you go back to work from being sick, like it could be a situation like that. I can't even imagine doing one of these challenges being sick. Like, can we just talk about that? Like, I can't I can't even go to a desk job and function as a normal person if I'm not feeling well, like let alone climbing up ladders that are like 20 feet in the air and then jumping off container. I just, it's not my cup of tea to say. I could never fucking do it. I've been saying this this whole season. Like this is awesome, but it's not, I would, I'm not the one. Couldn't do it. No, I'm not either. Oh, I totally forgot to read the, I totally, usually every week I go through the other partnerships. I just totally blanked on putting that in my script this week. So (laughs) this is what happens when you shove two episodes together because you're just like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) It's fine. Oh, but anyways, so as I mentioned earlier, so we had some DQs. um, So uh, Tyson and Kira ended up getting disqualified from the competition because when Kira took that nasty, nasty fall, it took a lot out of her. If she already didn't have a lot taken out of her as is. Um, and she told JT she couldn't keep going. And so they had to forfeit. Um, so Tyson is pooping his pants because he's like, well, Jesus Christ. So I'm it, like, what is this karma that I'm probably going into this elimination challenge now? Because, my partner's sick and there's actually nothing I could do to help her in that challenge. Right. Um, it wasn't one that he could really like carry her through. And I feel bad. Cause I mean, you just like, that is, I mean, he is the intense competitor who's going to slit your throat, but like, he's also like, not going to just like let people hang, especially when yeah. it's his partner, you know? Um, yeah. And I really like that about him, by the way, if it were Sarah, she would have been losing her mind. Yeah, I mean, that's the difference between Tyson and Sarah. I'm not, it's why I like Tyson. Also, like, I I think I've mentioned it before. He's just, you can see his real personality, like, shine through in these moments. But then also on social media when he's, like, with his daughter. And he's like, hey, Peyton, give me this cute, like, would you rather? And it's just, like, it's, like, you get to see, like, there is a human side. And it just feels, I don't mean that there isn't a human side to Sarah. Because I know there is, but it's just, like. We never get to experience it. Yeah. And like, and I love the videos that you've shared with Ty's. It's, it's kind of put oh. a lot of things into context. I kind of felt that from him. I feel like the show, from what I know now, I feel like the show has done a great job of showing really who he is and kind of solidifying that mentality he has of this is his job. It's not personal. 
Yes. Um, you could do it and be strategic and still not be a shit human while doing it. And that's the kind of gameplay I really appreciate. And that's why he is still my favorite of, on the season, on the I show. I love him. Um, it reminds me of that conversation that we had when Xavier was eliminated. Um, and we were talking about his exit interview with Shan and he referenced Dr. Will and he was like, look, moving forward, I'm not really going into these shows looking for relationships and friendships. I'm just here to, it's not a personal thing. It's a professional thing now. And I, I mean, I could be wrong because it has been quite a while since I've watched survivor token teens, but that has been the mentality that Tyson has had no matter what it is game first friend second. Like, if I make friends from this game, that's cool. That's not what I'm here for. Um, and I'm not saying that, like, I don't think that's necessarily ex what Xavier was thinking, but I think Xavier was more open to, like, having the personal relationships and building them and protecting them, where Tyson is very much literally, like, cool, I might have, a, like, he had, I mean, I don't know what pr actual relationship he had with Coach, but he had relationships with people, with Coach, with um, JT, with... Uh, tons of different people he did not have one with sierra that season that's for sure but it's like but you have like you have somebody who's not afraid to slit someone's throat when the time comes like like he was working a little bit he had he had some bonds with sarah during winners at war that's why she's it's why we have this big conflict because of the way they turned on each other during that game um and i just think it's interesting to see how people do take it because like I think it's interesting to debate if you think Sarah is even playing professionally because just because she's not making friendships out of it, she's taking so much personally and she's, it's like coming out so personally. It's like, it's coming no out a lot <laughs> in a lot of different ways. I wish we had more social media from her because I would give so much more context to this if we did. We can only really just be like, well, this is what Tyson gives us. Like Tyson is just, oh, did you see the videos of him from the Diamondbacks game? <laughs> like, So he got to throw out the first pitch at the Diamondbacks game recently. It was classic Tyson. <laughs> like, Just it's his brilliant. I saw that video. It was really cute. Oh, well first of all just the first pitch was great and then the one i think i sent you of him like playing the oreo game mm -hmm. like, oreo. Oh. and he like nailed it like he, like a classic survivor can we get that on survivor that should be a, that i say we get that on survivor moving forward because it's like a reward uh -huh. in the challenge where it's like we're gonna put an oreo on your forehead if you want that damn oreo you gotta yeah. get it in your mouth because if you don't we take that oreo you don't keep that oreo. right <laughs> and it's survivor that oreo is everything <laughs> i can only imagine uh, again uh, like this goes back to the taylor and the lace thing but like mine would be dots pretzels Ooh, what would mine be oh damn that's so that's such a because everybody has I would their straight little up thing. murder someone on the island if i was on survivor for a dots pretzel i can guarantee you if all you got me eating is rice and shit See, I think I'd be with Taylor, but mine would be the baked lays. I would, mm -hmm. I, I am solid choice. obsessed with baked lays. Like they have the, they have it out there right now in the house for on in Big Brother when the, uh, for Dire Fest, everybody was sitting outside for this twist, and I saw it on their countertop. And I'm like, well, at least you have some good food to eat. I, that's all I'd be living off of this week. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't even mention in the Big Brother episode that. Uh, Terrence's HOH basket was filled with freeze-dried oh, foods. 
I I can't believe we not missed- freeze dried. Sorry, dehydrated no. like survivalist foods. But they kept calling them freeze dried foods, and I was like, I would fucking love that. Freeze dried right. candies are like and freeze dried ice cream. My mouth is watering right now. I love them so so much. Um, I have a giant thing of freeze dried uh, Skittles in my desk drawer at work Ooh. because I love them so much. Oh, it's I've like Skittles. Had any of these things? I'd love to try that. That sounds so Gosh. delicious. So good. Um. God, I could talk about food all day. I know. Anyway, you so, can absolutely tell it's lunchtime. We've been recording since breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> trying to record since breakfast. <laughs> um, but also, also, uh, so getting back to the disqualifiers and the DQs, um, Enzo and Justine were also disqualified from this daily challenge, and it actually, on um, again, had only one thing or had only to do with one player and not another. Justine was doing just fine on the course. Um, and Enzo could not jump and I'm, I just don't mean to be this person, but I'm going to say it. Cause like, it's been irritating me for a little bit. So like, I'm going to say it. I don't know why Enzo has been picked for this show, but they said no to Christian from big brother 23. I genuinely yeah, need to know what, like why this has happened because Christian's like, I want to be on the show. I want to do this. Maybe they'll pick me again. And then you have Enzo who is sitting here and he won't even jump off a freaking, a freaking container. And it's like, this is really bad for him. Yeah, I know. This I is kind of what you signed up for. I get that. I actually um, do want to make sure I sympathize. Cause I just don't know if I could have done. I wouldn't go on the challenge though. Yeah, I wouldn't go on the challenge. Um, but I know my limits. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know because I, I was not a fan of Enzo and then I was, and then I, now I am. And then even more so on the challenge. So when I see this, I'm just like, Oh, poor. I mean, he, he, he tried, like, I mean, okay. If you look at like the puzzle cop where they had to swim out to the ship and everything, like he was winded as fuck, but he genuinely tried. I do like that though, because it's not like, I think what people I, I, like myself we're criticizing it's like jump just don't be on the show if you can't jump but like he has really pushed himself to a lot of limits he is 44 mm-hmm. 45 this year which so, is not like, old. no but when we're talking about these competitions and stuff like that like it's oh, not sure. like yeah. we're, like he's competing with 20 year olds a couple 30 year olds like it's it's 20s and 30s and he is about the only if not the only 40 year old in that house and he's he's embraced it which i really like you know um i i enjoy that like he kind of understands where he stands but he still does his best um and the fact that so they had to choose between the two dqs because you can't have just or unless there was probably i'm sure they've probably done it in the past but um they were looking for that one uh, pairing to be in the elimination challenge. So the way they decided that was since Kira had actually attempted her jump, that they had gotten farther in the challenge, whereas en- Enzo just straight out, straight up didn't. Um, and that's what ended up landing him and Justine in the elimination challenge. Um, the winners of this, though, who got to choose, and this is going to be a fun conversation for us as BBers, mm-hmm. David and Desi. Yeah. I I'm, gotta say, go, I'm, go for I'm it. glad to finally see David like win something and be successful. <laughs> yeah, have some kind of success outside of an elimination challenge. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the, for this, I, I was happy for him. 
I know he really, really wanted to to win something, to get some kind of power, to to do something here, um, to kind Not of make sure his mark. Yeah, I don't know. He made a mark. <laughs> made a mark. He that he did. That he did. I'm not quite sure it was the mark everybody would have wanted to make if they were him. But I do, before we talk about the whoopsie days, not even a whoopsie daisy. He literally, he just screwed up. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think he made a smart move. But what does make me happy though, is because you and I have watched him get absolutely treated like ass on Big Brother 21, get brought back for 22 and just not considered any sort of and, and and no offense to him but like it was because he was brought back in from a week one elimination for an all-star season where it's like a lot of people were questioning like why are like what is the point of well i i think <sighs> i was a huge campaigner of bring give david another shot oh, I what happened to him in 21 um i felt like he had such potential and when we would watch his discussions and camp comeback he seemed to have a very good read on the house mm-hmm. he had a, he seemed to have a really good strategy um and his gameplay style you could just kind of tell like there was some major potential there uh when he got back back from all star in back into all stars i don't quite know what it was if he was just in over his head but i feel like that was his his second chance that was his shot and I feel like, I don't know, it's just, I, I came away very disappointed from not oh, just his performance, that. but even those reads that he had on the house in week 21, he didn't seem to have the same reads when he got brought back and um, it just wasn't there. And so then I'm watching him on the challenge, like, maybe this will be his thing. And again, I'm just like, D- no, like he's so likable. Well, because um, you go from moments where he wins to what we're about to talk about, where he puts up Derek and Shannon into the elimination challenge yes. because he thinks it's his best move. Yeah. And I'm like, in that's what, you, what happened. His, his in, in Survivor, uh, Survivor, Desi said she didn't want to get in the middle of the Survivor drama, which I understand. But mm-hmm. they had other options, which Alyssa pointed out. Alyssa's like, you really, you're really going to do this right now, David. Like, you're going to go for my number one ally who you're also technically working with. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. We know where we stand. And and it makes me, it's just starts to, I mean, as much as I really like him as a person, I just, it makes me feel that like what we saw in camp comeback, those high expectations that were set in the beginning was like more of a, a broken clock is right twice a day kind of situation where he just happened to have a good read on the house that one time and it was a fluke like he didn't come to that way from any logical he just like made however his brain works a read and it just happened to be correct so we're like david's amazing he's such a strategist he's incredible give him another shot and then but like all the evidence is showing us that like he doesn't have the reads that we thought he had he doesn't have the self-awareness that we thought he had and he absolutely doesn't have the competition abilities that we all hoped he would have nope i mean it's really because this wasn't if there was a competition for him to do well in and potentially win it it was this one right it played to all of his strengths but when it comes to competitions where there are things that even if it doesn't play to tyson's strengths tyson still busts ass and same with sarah and same with angela same with kylan you know like it's like they will 
really show there's a there's a good group of people in here that are like yep cool this is gonna be hard still gonna put bust ass and still gonna find ways to succeed and it's not saying that that's like a trait that it's like well boo him because he can't it's it's obviously different people different situations but it's still just disappointing to see him make such a dumb i I was i was trying to think of an ignorant a dumb move when he just came off of like a big success because he also just won recently um a challenge um elimination challenge rather with justine that was one of the reasons that i've been getting really high on him and i was just like oh i want to see if he can really turn this around if he can really show me that like we got a we didn't get the best read on him because Memphis was really mean to him in that house. So I always remember that, like, but I don't know, like there, but that was also a lot behind his back too. So it's kind of one of the situations we talked about in the big brother episode oh, where it's like, Oh my God. Did he I forgot know? all about the Memphis Christmas. Oh, Memphis is all. absolutely the Memphis. I mean, Christmas is first of all, <laughs> second of all, <laughs> sorry, you guys have to hear them. But second of all, yeah, no, it's part of it's one of the reasons that I think David didn't really get a fair shot because they're like, let's give him a second chance. And then they put him in a house with people who treated him like shit again. And it's just like, and I knew there was one that had, but I kind of want to like, I mean, on the other side of that, I'm not meaning to go too hard on David, but like he had every opportunity to turn that around or do something about it. And he just didn't. And it's same, literally same with this, where he. he I mean, he did the same thing when he came out of twenty one. Okay, so maybe actually, so maybe we should just like stop and just realize this is just who he is at this point. Did I did I not just say, fool me once, shame on yeah, fool me twice, shame on me. Like no, even more context when he came out of season (laughs) twenty one, which had so many problematic things. He went to bat for the problematic people and and went against all the other people of color in the house that were saying, no, this is a problem. Literally and he's like, Kemi. no, no, it wasn't a problem. Like, dude, you, we saw it. Like, And it's so uh, frustrating just because it's like, and I understand that that part at least I think came from like him wanting to have a heart and try and not think the worst and people like right. was like, no, no, no. Like I've seen this no <laughs> or no. it's just that he has awful reads yeah no, i and think that happened to be right the first time he opened his mouth strategy and we're like oh, he damn. has amazing reads god damn it god damn it god <laughs> damn it david we just want to like i said i really especially after that oh, elimination david. challenge when you david <laughs> <laughs> literally like it's just and i felt like when he was hyping up Justine, there was nothing that made me happier. I was like, "Is if this is if this is the turn, this is the turn." It was not the turn. I have to stop believing that he has because he does this every time where he does something where I'm like, "Yeah," it's because he proved me wrong. So likable, I know, and I don't think he's a bad person. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. just hear me out. This is just criticizing his gameplay. Right. This is not him as a human being. This is genuinely just he can't play reality TV. He's. Yeah. I, I oh god I I was telling I talk about this too where it's like uh you love to get a beer uh with certain people like when you want I, when I look at casts I always think about people in terms of who I would and wouldn't want to get a beer with yeah. and like he's one of those people where I'm like beer come with me <laughs> I want to get a beer with you yeah. you might not you might not be the most fun person to watch all season oh god I would love to just like go chill just shoot the shit 
like Tyson, another person love to get a beer with Sarah. That was when I, when I saw her in Kagiyan, I knew I wouldn't want to get a beer with her. Like, no, <laughs> she was an automatic. No, <laughs> for me personally, I want to get a beer with you. <laughs> I do too. I can't believe we've been doing this for so long and we haven't been able to get a beer I together. Know. Like, ah! <laughs> <clears throat> oh God. I don't want my COVID shit to act up. <laughs> that happened to me literally before you started recording. So long covid <laughs> <laughs> at least for me uh anyways so uh so with that elimination challenge that we've been hyping up so much uh naturally as we mentioned david and desi ended up picking um uh derek and shannon derek was not pleased Alyssa was not pleased um and the competition was transferring 60 uh tires from their platform to one platform to another um and I, if i remember correctly I, again i just did not take the best notes for this jesus they Christ. all feel very like endurance you know because it all seems like something you could like beast mode it out and do but it's gonna wear on you yeah and it's all because i what i like about it is there's always a mental element even if it doesn't seem like there is because there was a, there's a strategy of like how do you get these tires across like who is your strongest person are you really just gonna go both people bring one tire at a time like it's it is about the strategy and i think what's good about the challenge that i'm really loving and i cannot wait to watch season 38 when it comes out um because like it really it shows you that it's not like me muscle have i do things it's <laughs> like no, like you actually have to be smart and be like hmm can i carry two tires at once am i or is there a time when i should help my partner get a couple tires over so that i don't know i'm not i'm just i just out, don't I'm, know I'm why we can't get like, this much thought put into big brother competitions uh straight up and you can still have silly like if you want to do something like this tire challenge do something with it being a donut literally just do it as a donut or a wedding ring or some something that's going to go with your theme i'm trying to think of something like a pool floaty literally there's so many things that you can do that big brother's just like now nah, we're just going to tape paper to a scroll and call it good <laughs> it's like i i just love i love watching these challenges on the challenge they make me happy we'll talk about it shortly but in the next episode they had a mario kart style challenge that when i when i saw it i was like oh this is the best <laughs> i need this as a ride because i need to do this um so yeah so the competition was to transfer 60 tires it wasn't really much interesting that happened in the challenge but ultimately at the end of the day enzo and justine ended up edging out Derek and shannon which is why we were talking about why this was not a, not only a bad move for David to pick them to go in, but this is the this is the result. This is what you risk. I, I he he knew what he was risking, but I don't think honestly they thought that this was going to happen. Though Justine is a beast, and I don't know. I think they just again under like Enzo gets underestimated, just like Leo. Leo and Enzo have so many strengths that people are just like, well, they're not strong like us, so. But I feel like with well, even both really, this could be said for a few people that they're either really really good at it, or this like a super strength, or it's going to be a total flop. There's yep. no like mid level performance here. No. Um, also, where you have players like Tyson, where it's always high level, always high level, and and I think it's interesting because 
if you know all these shows, you're like, oh, well, Tyson is that guy where he is going to be super competitive no matter what, that he's always going to be like high level competitor in almost every competition. But then you are going to have times where it is like where Enzo is going to like end up coming out on top because Enzo's not a dumb person. He's not the brightest bulb in the box. He is not dumb. No, it's just it's, when we talk about like smarts, it's like I can't. Oh, God, it was like middle school. Can we get Avi like, on the challenge? What? Why can't we get Avi on the challenge? I love him. I love psh, get more. But like Frenchie was telling us, didn't he say that he would be at least interested? It's like, oh, it looks like fun. I, I want to say that. I mean, I can't remember also because I was having some drinks that night. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I remember most of that conversation. Though. I mean, you could even bring like Avi and Hannah because yeah. Hannah was just as big of, uh, I feel like the BB community as Avi was. Ooh, um, totally. Just like Danny and Kiki. Um, we can have a new drinking game for every time Danny brings up Kiki, you do a shot. And we'll all get shit faced. I just, so Danny, my Danny, my boyfriend. So it's funny because I have to, <laughs> my Danny is my boyfriend. He is getting so sick of the Kiki shtick. And I'm like, you shut up. Shut the fuck up. She is a saint. Yeah. And I just, Danny, God, my, now, now, challenge Danny, Survivor Danny. I, I don't know how many people agree. I just can't stop fangirling. I cannot. He is just, he's got the biggest smile. It's always such positive energy. Just, I'm just so happy and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh. I just can't wait. Like, oh. I just feel at this point, Kiki's name should be on the, the algorithm light board because she's just such a fixture in the show. She might as well be a contestant. <laughs> I wouldn't it be a great twist if Kiki walks through the doors and it's like <laughs> or host what? a competition. <laughs> oh, right? Well, it's like think I don't know who they bring back or bring for somebody else. Like find somebody else's spells who could come in and it's like we have a twist. Kiki and bleh, and they just yeah. walk. Oh, Tyson's Tyson's wife actually used to play Survivor. Bring Tyson's wife for bring Rachel. Oh my god. Do that would be, and then look, then Tyson would be shitting his pants because he'd be like, what the fuck am I going to do? Right. Well, that would have been, see, this is why we need to be hired to work on these shows we because we think there's so many way better CBS twists. take notes. CBS, we're going to ask every week if you're listening. We really got some good ideas for you. Um, I do want to note, though, before we move on to episode seven, that uh, Derek is not going anywhere necessarily he is gone from the challenge uh but he's not necessarily going anywhere cbs wise uh just a quick reminder that he will actually be competing on amazing race 34 mm -hmm. in september which actually premieres the day before my birthday is so, awesome is she so i haven't seen a whole list i, I would love i feel it. like um when she she made a, a she she sent a tweet yesterday and it was about big brother but she was criticizing um some production things and their interference and letting michael and terrence talk before the houses were separated oh yes and um a bunch of her hashtags are like please don't fire me i love my jobs i love my job you know all this stuff so i just feel like she still has some stuff in the works with her with them because she started her tweet off like very like i'm probably gonna get in trouble for saying this uh like she's still very much on the payroll that well i still i love it though like also that if she's on the payroll it's curious even if she's not gonna be on that like what else she might or the thought is too i just had a thought because i'm thinking about like how it works for bachelorette where 
the contracts might be different about where they can start talking about things, but I know like with the bachelorette they have in the bachelor, they have their contract end like a year after the show. So even after the show, they, there are tons of things they can't talk about and they can't open up about. And they'll mm. do the same thing where they'll be like, Ooh, please don't hate me. ABC. Like I just, um, actually people who are out of contract have had ABC. I know Becca from, I don't know if you know, or anybody who's listening, but Becca from Ari season, uh, uh, young Becca, not Becca, the girl he got engaged to. There's two Beccas. Um, but, uh, I'll call her little Becca just for age, uh, purposes but or young becca she was had a ton of videos exposing them and talking about like how producers acted and certain relationships and she had to take some of them down not all of them but some of them which kind of says to me that it's about contract it's about things you agreed to say and not say um i think part of it was also just legal about just threatening like defamation and blah 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 because she couldn't prove anything but like it goes to the point where these shows do like at the end of the day not just the shows i don't even know if it's the shows it's probably the networks that have this stranglehold and i I, for lack of a better phrase stranglehold on them where they're like we can take away all of this money from you if you criticize us between this date and this date so my only thing is i don't know what the differences would be for her and tiffany because tiffany's out like criticizing on the winner circle but it's also like uh, it's also a podcast that is with big brother winners so maybe there's a difference there i don't know it's kind of all speculation but i find it very interesting and i think that's a really good point that you bring up i just ran out of air talking there i was like (laughs) um so yeah so let's Move on to next the the next episode, which is episode seven, which is this current week's episode. So getting all caught up here. And boy, do we start with a doozy in partnerships with uh, Sarah and Tyson. Yeah. When I tell you, I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> I I always get a little, now that the numbers are dwindling down a little bit. I I get a little bit more tense for this part part of the show. Um, and when I saw that, I was like, oh. Okay, and I was very interested. Immediately, what I thought was like, what is Sarah going to say that's um, confrontational? And how is Tyson going to react to it? Because we haven't seen that side of him yet. And we also, to that point, we saw like them say that they don't trust each other, but they went about it in very different ways. Like Tyson is just kind of his cold, like, do I like Sarah? No. Am I going to botch stuff? No, that's not who I am. All I can hope is that she's not going to throw me under the bus. And then they go straight to her confessional and she's like, it's about to get messy. And mm. it's like, I'm not saying I actually necessarily disagree with like, ooh, you fucked me over. I'm going to have some fun with this. But it's just the mean, petty way she goes about it. Also, when she goes into this attitude that she has with her partners, it's never worked out for her. So don't you think that like she should be a little bit more self-aware and realize that when you're going into a partnership with someone and you're about to do a challenge with someone, even mentally being against them has made your performance suffer every time. I also not like, especially kind of, I can't remember what you just said that made me think of it, but it's like, she really hasn't been that nice to almost any of her partners. Ben. Right. That's it. Cause she likes Ben. Like she was so, so, Oh, mean to freaking I can't get over how mean she was to DX people might and I call DX for people who don't watch that's Derek Derek X from 
Big Brother 23. I'm just so used to calling him DX that I don't want people to get lost. Um, but yeah, like it's not even because because I'm I do not stand DX like literal Derek stands do. Um, but I just there there was just the way there it's the way the comments come out too because you can criticize somebody like Kira is the diary room queen for them because she she'll criticize but she says it in really creative fun ways and she she might mean it not in a personal she might mean it personally but not in an attacking way where it's just like ah, I don't know what to think about you anymore but she's not making it personal um so I don't know it's just Sarah just seems to think that she can be the only good partner and everybody else is just beneath her everybody's just an inconvenience to her even Ben I mean Ben yeah. I don't she was she was happy to have Ben because they're allies but she even she finds faults in everybody except for herself Oof, yeah I, I never had those words come out yet about her that's really the epiphany I guess I just had it really is it's just so self-centered like I can do no wrong yes yeah very narcissistic <clears throat> absolutely um, another interesting pairing that we had was Alyssa and Leo Especially because Leo almost dipped out on Alyssa right before the daily challenge. She is mm-hmm. damn lucky she was persuasive enough to get him to stay. Though I'll say he's not too it's not too difficult to persuade him if you bring sense. But I gotta say, I'm I I, he, he, I will defend him. So sweet. Well, I love him. I will defend him though, and or I usually do, but I will say that like leaving a business if it wasn't in the best position might not have been his best idea <laughs> that's like me with the system of a down earlier <laughs> what <okay>. was that <laughs> take a deep breath <laughs> no, <you're good. laughs> um shit what was i saying we were talking about oh yeah so leo and Alyssa. um and so, I mean, but he is really just, he is really sweet. I am just going to say, I know I defend him on everything, but I will say that, like, maybe leaving your business when it was in this, if you knew it was in this position when you were leaving, like, might not have been the best idea. Um, especially if someone like, and I'm not trying to just play, like, why isn't Christian on this show? But it's like, if you have people who wanted to compete and could compete, like, why? I know it's like you're swapping you had some out some options. There was, and there could, there had to have been more amazing race options. I'm sorry, you had literally, you had literally Gary Barnridge. Did, were they just mad that they didn't want two NFL players on a fucking season? Um, Abigail, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know who that is. He's a football player. Oh, okay, from the Browns. That's why you don't know him because he's he's a former Browns player. It's it's I why it went over your head. I, you know, sometimes I can oh. bullshit my way through something. Uh, like I know good. what you're talking about, but that's just not one I can. Also, and it's fun. So he and then another NFL player, De- uh, uh, D'Angelo Williams, they actually ran the Amazing Race with James from earlier this season. Uh-huh. Um, and James and his and his now husband are actually the reason that they went out. So I have some. Be- I had some beef with James coming in. Gotcha. <laughs> and Base I don't sports. dislike him. But yes. No. He actually. I love. I love them. Or like. Literally, but can I just say the glo- they had the Harlem motherfucking globetrotters on that show. You couldn't have gotten Lighttime or motherfucking. Hey, I know Big who Easy. those are. I know. I know who they are. Lighttime and Big Easy. <laughs> I don't know if you know their specific names, but they literally you could have had them on. There are tons, tons of people. There are tons of younger couples. Um, 
Like I'm trying to think there were tons of, ugh, I could go through, but anyways, so just, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm still not about the Leo slander cause it's still out there and it drives me fucking insane. He's very sweet. He is. Make I can't show TBD. No. <laughs> <laughs> I need you at some point to go watch one of his seasons. I, it's, uh, it's on the so. list. It's Hurry on the up. list. Um, I, you know, Big Brother has given us like, I'm. I can't. I don't I, like the end of the year lazy feeds. You know what I mean? Like whenever it gets down yep. to final five and we get kind of quiet feeds, I'm not a huge fan of it. But in covering this season, part of me's kind of looking forward to it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I've even because actually... like if I could just like have a time to turn on a different show for a minute. Um, like when the feeds are down right now, I'm like disassociating by like, uh, watching Glee or something like that. That's not like a reality show just because my brain oh, yeah. can't handle like the strategy of it all. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm with you. I have a rotation of movies that I'm watching. It is, uh, in no particular order, just based on my feelings for the day. Princess Diaries one and two. Mm-hmm. One will always be supreme by the way, but always can't watch one without the other. For sure. Um, Devil Wears Prada. I have a question. Well, you've never seen it. I love it, um, but <gasps> I just recently saw it in 2020. Um, I don't care as long as as long as you've seen it. It's literally... I love it. I just always thought it was a chick flick, so I stayed away from it. I don't well, do like mushy gushy feel like the feel. I get that. Yeah, I don't. Do I, don't I, I would not have watched it. I know this is so off topic, but who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, this is our podcast. Suck it up. We do whatever <laughs> we want. <laughs> um, so that movie, I'm a journalist, so that movie like gives me all the feels because like her life trying to get into the journalism industry is mm-hmm. like my life. But I watched it because my mom read the book when it came out, and she was just so excited to watch it and had no one to watch it with. She just had me and my sister watch it when we were in seventh and fifth grade. I was like, cool, good. I look back and now, and I'm like, oof, not a movie. Okay, but listen, our generation, we grew up on like things like Avril Monsters and Ren and Stimpy. Like so we were already true. so tainted. Well, and in like, I, but I'll tell you, I was rewatching it the other day, and I did not realize. I feel so fucking stupid as a Patriots fan that I did not realize that Giselle Bunchin played Serena, and I'm just like, well, I'm just a dumb bitch. I'm dumb. Uh, yeah, I know who Giselle Bunchin is. And I mean, I do I too, like but. Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to know, like, I just wasn't really looking for Giselle. It's right. just like, I yeah. was. Looking, also, I'm obsessed with Emily Blunt. So, like, when. Oh, God, yeah. Plays Emily Blunt's best friend. So, I'm not really looking at Serena. I'm looking at Emily. Yeah. Emily everything. For sure. But anyway, so those are my comfort movies. Oh, and then I also have uh, two more Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> I am so sorry. That is so. You should so be. Dorky. You absolutely should be. The fuck? Sorry. It was filmed at my mall. At my mall. All right. No, No, but still, it's bad. bad. No, when I tell you, I understand it's bad. I know it is. I think it's family connections. But then the last one is Big Fat Liar. So those are the movies when I'm not watching Big Brother that I am just... Gotcha. Those are your mashed potato movies? Yes. Well, oh, I forgot too. But this is just back then Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. Okay. We'll end the list. We'll end the list. We're very different people. (laughs) My mashed potato movie um, uh, movies are uh, Big Fish and Singing in the Rain. (laughs) Oh, I love Singing in the Rain. I haven't watched that in so long. Every time I get sick. Oh, I love that. Mm Mm-hmm. Aww. And which made like I I felt so validated because it's been that way since I was like 
I think I was in middle school the first time my dad showed it to me. Um, and it's so funny because I'm doing a rewatch of Glee right now. And I completely forgot that it, there was a plot line where Mr. Shoe gets sick and his go-to movie when he gets sick is singing in the rain. And I was like, I feel so validated. <laughs> oh, there are things in Glee. Like, I'm not saying I am a Matthew Morrison fan per se, but there are things in Glee that just literally make me so happy. And it's little moments like that where it's just like, I'm, I'm in, I've been doing a rewatch and I am two episodes away from the quarterback. And so I'm watching it a lot less these days because I don't want to get to that episode. I can't say, I, I cannot say I blame you. Also, it's not that I don't want to go re- go back and rewatch that that's that show at all, but it's like I just knowing everything. I had to cover. Ugh. I actually had to cover at people the Naya Rivera drowning uh, or death, like that was. So it's I, and to go back and do a rewatch, and I know that in two episodes she's gonna be singing "When I Die Young," "Send Me in the River at Dawn." I actually have goosebumps thinking about it because it's like it's also watching Noah Puckerman watch Noah Puckerman have a storyline where um, he is told like, hey, y'all shouldn't make a sex tape. That's child pornography, like the foreshadowing. And I was obsessed with him, too, before that came out. And I was like, I just want to. I'm so I had his I had his one album. Oh, so obsessed. Yeah. So anyway, we, that was a back long side rant, but back to the challenge. <laughs> so yeah. So uh, so let's actually, it's kind of nice because we were just having a little side conversation between us talking about that and the daily challenge, um, mm-hmm. which as I mentioned earlier, literally, I'm, I'm obsessed with the challenge they did. It was called recreational driving. Um, and it was just literally... Mario Real life, Kart. Mario Kart. Yeah. It was so awesome. So all they did, if you know Mario Kart, this is going to sound so familiar. And it, it doesn't matter what version you have played. It is the version where you have the balloons on either side. Now, they had four balloons, I believe, if I remember correctly. In Mario Kart, you have three. You have one on each side and then one in the back. I think there were two in the back, if I remember correctly. But I can also just have a terrible memory. <laughs> um, but so the, the object was to pop the balloons on your opponent's cars and be the last car to either have balloons or to not wreck there were a lot of wrecks (laughs) a lot of people ended up going out on a wreck including leo and Alyssa, who were the first people to wreck out and crash just straight into a hillside um surprisingly enough the winners of this one were kayla and dominic um just genuinely for me was the last team besides leo and kayla i mean leo and kayla leo and Alyssa, that i was expecting to win this one just i had no no expectations this one though i feel like everyone else had kind of a fair shot at yeah i liked it because it was so balanced where it's like with the swimming challenge it's like you either know how to swim really well you know how to swim or you don't know how to swim you know Mm -hmm. so yeah i definitely felt like that was a lot more well-rounded um tj tj's laugh just (laughs) gives me life i love watching him take pleasure in the challenger's pain not physical pain but just like losing stuff and he's just like (laughs) and i'm like you sound like me when i am maniacal we need to cross paths that well that would be ugly that we would just sound like i'm even roasting myself here saying that would just be embarrassing for myself (laughs) Oh, 
because when we talk about obnoxious laughs, like they're funny, but no, like, I love your laugh. Oh, I think I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, but it's like I also can acknowledge that it's like TJ's, where it's just like people could be like, "Whoa, no, you your laugh, laugh is contagious." <laughs> uh, it's also a defense mechanism, I think, in some points, where it's like I don't know what to do, so I'm just gonna laugh it out. Mm-hmm. But isn't that? I get that. I'd rather have that though than like a lot of the other things you can have as a defense mechanism, like not talking at all. <laughs> Just the silent treatment. But anyways, I literally live for TJ. Um, that's why. So it's just getting to watch this for the first time before really getting to watch a real challenge season. I think there's obviously people who are like, you should have watched a challenge season before. I literally did not have time. I've been so goddamn busy before they announced this was coming up. Um, I mean, I don't me- know how we're currently doing what we're doing and all oh, the I don't. that we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, there's probably a lot more we could do with this challenge stuff. And the fact that we're even doing what we're doing is pretty impressive because our brains oh. are so... At max I tell you, I have, I, have, I have many... We'll call them panic attacks, but like anxiety moments when I'm just like, everything is very overwhelming. I need Overstimulating. To yes, it is. It, I don't know why I couldn't That's think what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah. you know what? Like, I'm okay with a week of, like, quiet, boring feeds. Just Because I need fine. those mashed potato movies to kind of get me enlarged yes. and just be like, okay, my emotions, I can, I can, I can, like, because with this show, too, because also, I feel it with this show, maybe not in the coverage, per se, but when I'm watching, where it's just, like, it's so much energy that you're putting into it. Um, well, the, my problem with this is that it comes right after a Wednesday night episode of Big Brother Two, and my brain's yeah. still processing a lot of things. And I'm looking this was at their like, best move. When Wednesday episodes don't give me anything I don't already know. However, I am constantly analyzing how the live feeds played out versus how the show is produced and how it's portraying the story. And trying to make those comparisons and then matching up DR sessions with the information I know that they didn't quite show. And so my brain's still like kind of eating and chewing all that stuff, you know, and then Mm -hmm. to go into the challenge, I find that like, until they get to the first actual challenge, I'm just like the most casually I'm zonked. Yeah. Well, I feel, I feel the same way. And so I, I don't, I think we had a conversation at the very beginning of Wicked Unscripted when we were like, what do we think about them having both Big Brother and, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the challenge on back to back. I also found it was interesting because I've mentioned this before. Fox has it's their big reality night where they have Master Chef, their biggest show of the summer, and then So yeah. You Think You Can Dance, which did just end. But on Wednesdays, what were people who were reality fans? I know so many people like myself who were like dead on Thursdays because we watch Big Brother then we have to shift gears into the challenge which is hard because if you're a live feeder you don't even you have to actually change full modes because you're not just watching a show when you're watching Big Brother like you said you're thinking about the live feeds you're thinking about the edit you're thinking about all of these different things and it's not to say that that the challenge is less mentally stimulating it is just a different it, it is a very different form of it even though it's a very similar game so I think it might even be fun. I might even start trying moving forward to watch the episodes on Thursdays full out and see what our recaps end up looking like to see if we can have a more clear thought process. Because I originally thought, this is my whole thought, I originally thought that having Big Brother and the challenge back to back was a good idea. I genuinely think it's not. 
I genuinely think it's a bad idea and that they missed out on having another day where they could draw viewers like us. They could have had us four days a week. Like, at the end of the day, that's that's just it. You're muted. I cannot hear y'all. Oh, my bad. <laughs> but yes. Um, yeah. So that's just where I'm like, because I, I don't keep hear muting what it because my child is in the other room playing Oculus and he keeps screaming <laughs> into it. Um, and I'm currently projecting myself on the living room camera to him so that he can hear me talking about this and hope that he tones it down before I go and have to take it away. <laughs> Mom mode. <laughs> Um, but it's, it is just, it is interesting because it's, so they do have to think about with reality shows. So there's the bachelorette running right now on Mondays. I know that could have seemed like a risk. I'm gonna tell you right now, I think there's a hell of a lot of people that would have picked the challenge USA over this season of the bachelorette because it is such a motherfucking train wreck. Oh my gosh. It is so bad. It I, is. I've seen, I, th- Twitter tells me a lot too. <laughs> I'm honestly, like, I want to find somebody to talk about it with on here, but I'm honestly glad I haven't had someone yet because I haven't really, it's all just going to be. When would that happen? Also, when would it, well, like, what would I say? Because it, well, first of all, you're very correct, but (laughs) I don't know what I'd say because this whole season for that is just out the window. So I just don't know. It's really, really poorly put together. And I feel bad because, like, Jesse Palmer just got the full-time gig to do hosting and i'm like please don't don't let this rub off on his hosting this literally has nothing not his hosting but like don't let it rub off on him it's not him yeah i really enjoy him as a host he hosts a lot of my food network competitions i enjoy he also so i love the food network stuff and then my boyfriend danny knows him from doing the college football stuff so he's like oh i love him also he's just hot so okay i was about to say it like if you did it i was gonna say it no he's so fucking he's delicious he is so amazing and he's been playing it up more on lately on the food so so in my house we're very big on we love the like halloween wars and the wars. yes um, love those. And we're, we're really big. Yeah, we're 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 big on on those uh, competitions. Um, the the baking challenge and the kids baking competition, and um, he hosts a lot of those. And I think I feel like lately he's been leaning into the the thirst trappiness of it all. Oh. And I, you know what, I'm okay with it. I think he realizes, and it's not that I don't think he thought this about himself. I think he's probably getting a little more leeway to do it too, where I don't know if producers in general and on any shows were were going to realize that one of the main demographics that grew up with reality TV as kids and young adults are still watching it. It's kind of still their main demographic, whether they want to admit it or not. So we still find jesse palmer hot and i'm gonna tell you right now i think he is more attractive now than he was in 2005 when he was on and he's definitely doing more for me than jonathan fucking bennett oh and i mean i also (laughs) love jonathan bennett don't get me wrong don't get me wrong are you for real i love him oh okay oh is he problematic no no i really really liked him until he was on celebrity big brother oh well i mean and he was the most obnoxious like yes you were aaron samuels but let's (laughs) face it when you walk down the street no one knows you as aaron fucking samuels from mean girls he would bring it up in every conversation i'm like that's not what we know you from we know you from cupcake wars bro Oh, literally, oh, the, like, oh, the only people that know him from Mean Girls are people like you and me. And, like, at that point, that Even then. Not, like, well, when I watch back Mean, when I watch so mean Girls, I'm looking and I'm like, it doesn't even look like him anymore. Like. No, it's, it genuinely is true. And then also, everybody always gets taken aback and he always 
revels in like telling people and this is nothing bad but he's just like yes i'm gay and it's like yes and you're our gay king but like okay we know you're Aaron samuels like we get it <laughs> talk to gay talk to us about fucking cupcakes literally like <laughs> tell me about all the cool things that you've seen and like because he's met there's some really big celebrities that he's been able to cross paths with and it's just like and like all these cool things that he's been able to do because of it and it's just like me yeah. girls and it's like you do realize that a lot of people especially he's got to stop leaning into mean girls so much because mean girls is going to eventually become if it hasn't already started to already shown its problematic side like it's not a problematic movie but like every every movie is going to have those points where it's like Ugh, that didn't look great Ugh, yeah that didn't, that didn't look age great. well and to lean on those movies and be like this is the thing i must be known for it's like but if people don't have a good like you were look on were that like movie, literally intent that movie's huge you were like two percent of that um yeah so that i don't know he just annoyed me on celebrity big brother so now whenever yeah. i watch him or i see him on show i'm like i'm just annoyed immediately oh, I um, feel it. so like yeah it, jesse palmer can yeah anyway oh yeah no well actually if i'll and before we continue on our challenge conversation i'll just say half the reason i even stick with this show first of all i love the, the girls but i genuinely stick around for jesse because jesse is just everything oh i love him um so we're getting into deliberation ahead of the elimination challenge um just a quick reminder because i know we got a little off topic um leo and Alyssa uh lost you can tell our adhd meds are wearing oh off. god if uh, <laughs> you can actually tell i didn't take my adhd medication this morning <laughs> like, nope you can tell if we did this on a day where i had it it would be very different yeah yeah <laughs> But anyways, so um, so yeah, so uh, Leo and Alyssa lost. They're automatically in the elimination challenge. Um, surprisingly, at least to me, and I think a few, at least a few other people, Akila and Dominic were the ones that actually ended ended up coming out on top in that uh, daily challenge. So, <clears throat> like always, they are now tasked with the challenge of putting up somebody for elimination into the challenge alongside the losing pair. Um. Really, the big storyline here is Kyland is a fuck up in this. Just he fucked up. Yeah, bad. His cockiness ruined him. Um. So to to start the episode, I mean, really, not even just to start the episode. All season, he's just basically nonchalantly just been like, "I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Whoever I'm paired with, I'm gonna do great." I'm going to win. No one can touch me. It was pretty much this feeling of I'm untouchable. I'm untouchable. Yeah. And I don't know what he's trying to accomplish there. If he's trying to get like a villain type edit or something, but that's never really been his thing before. So I don't know. I just, I don't get it. I don't get the approach here for him. I think, and I'm going to agree. I don't usually agree with like he big brother and challenge. The hero talk. edit talk yes well i don't necessarily always agree with big brother and challenge twitter is what i meant to say but mm. i think they pegged it correctly where they're like there's still saltiness over his um elimination last summer on big brother 23 and i mean i've already even mentioned that in a previous episode because it was very obvious when he decided to put xavier up for elimination and it's just showing again here so one of the things that kayla has noted is that he literally has never talked game with her ever not once not even after winning this challenge he didn't even talk to her 
We didn't quite know because we had to go into the elimination challenge to find that out. And yeah. when they put up Kylan and Kyra, I keep calling her Kyra because I know a Kyra that spells it the same freaking way. Yeah. Um, with Kylan and Kira, um, she was like the the whole point of it, and she was like, it's not really doesn't have much to do with Kira, and it has everything to do with the fact that Kylan just genuinely won't talk game with me. And if I have this position to make a move against somebody of his stature, especially with somebody who's on Survivor and doesn't have a big brother tie to his yeah exactly anything, this is the shot. She is playing a damn good game. I love. I want Kayla on Big Brother so fucking bad. I want a lot oh. of these people on Big Brother. I do too. Well, I feel like they're, I mean, Tyson would be a blast to oh, watch yeah. on Big Brother. I would die. But yeah, so she mentions that like no talking game, even when, when he's in power, that's like, even when she's in power, that was the whole center center of the reason where he went up. Um, So this challenge, and by the way, I just want to note that uh, Kira is still not 100%. Like she is still recovering from being sick. So mm-hmm. she is not able to like, do everything at full capacity um and so this challenge was called ball and chain and basically what you just had to do this was so fun um and i (laughs) gotta say i think it's funny that um they went out so i'll explain first actually um rewind a little bit um so this challenge had you answer trivia questions by placing a medicine ball with a corresponding answer on top of a wall and this wall required both players to work together to get the ball on top um and what you what questions you were answering were actually trivia questions god i wish i could remember them all but how many stomachs uh, does a cow have how many lives does a cat have there was a madonna question though whatever i wish i had remembered that um but hilariously enough it wasn't one of those random trivia questions it was uh, a question about madonna's i think how many albums has madonna released yeah something like that and they just couldn't get that to save their lives that one would have <laughs> taken like i wouldn't have been able to do that either i mean i don't think i could have either um i did find it interesting though because at first it really looked like leo and Alyssa were struggling because i mean these are heavy medicine balls that they're putting up and these medicine balls are on chain so it's not like you're putting just a medicine ball up it's a lot of extra effort you have to you're having to work with your partner no matter what because it's not a small wall it's what a strategy wall. would you have gone with though um i don't know if there really is one that i i mean i think it's like they i don't know i think it's because the peanut gallery was criticizing kylan's um as far as like putting her on the shoulders and the, right yeah i mean that's because i'm sitting here and it's like that's what i would have done mm-hmm. like i just don't know what else they think like like it's just like what else do you think he would have? especially she needed the support because she's not one she's not feeling 100 she can't just like i don't know it's like she can't stand and push this medicine ball she needs to have some sort of little extra support if she's going to be able to get it up and she can't be the one on the bottom would they have been able to expose all the questions first it's a good question i don't know that's a really good question honestly like it probably weren't going back and wanting like rewatching the episode just to kind of like look because and reassess, if they could, theoretically speaking i would think let's expo- expose all the questions first and stage your answers down yeah. on the ground and yeah. then knock them all out together. If you could do that, then I would agree where that would be. Because I was trying to think, like, what other what other strategy would there be? Yes, if you could do that, I would agree, actually, that would 
that would definitely be the right one to go with because then you're looking at process of elimination. Right. Um, I know. I think they had like extra stuff anyways where they had to. It, it's just, I don't know. Hmm. That's a good question. I think that would have been the smarter strategy, but I think thinking about Kira's lack of not lack of energy because she, she had all the energy she could have, but um, I also just think at the end of the day too, like. I don't know if cockiness ended up playing into all of this too. I do feel bad that they missed on a Madonna question though. Um, I do find it hilarious that kind I would have like, missed on the Madonna question. Apparently the cow one, because I was like, don't they have like eight stomachs? And I said three and my I, boyfriend's like, no four. And I'm like, am I just dumb? I thought eight. So <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're not, we wouldn't be, if this was big brother, we wouldn't be winning this challenge. <laughs> Zoology's not really my my thing. I wish it was. I love animals. It, but. it was when I was a kid. I can't remember anything after that, though. <laughs> uh, but anyways, at the end of the day, uh, surprisingly enough, Leo and Alyssa ended up pulling it out. Uh, so even though Leo wanted out of the house, he is still here. <laughs> and uh, somebody who wanted desperately to stay in the house, Kyland, is eating himself out the door. So... I, for one, I'm not saying I dislike Kylan in general, but I think you know I have not been his biggest fan, especially since his elimination last season on Big Brother. Um, I personally, I, I know Xavier probably has at least forgiven to some capacity what he said. I haven't. I don't know if I ever will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that nephew comment really just won't ever. He's never going to live it down. I, and it just won't ever sit right with me because like, that's who you are. That's yeah. who you are as a person to make that comment. Like, and then that's not Evie Brain making that then, comment. That's like that's, it wasn't a heat of the moment either because he kind of like doubled down on it after the fact and like downplayed yep. it a lot. And then yep. his exit here was just the same thing that we saw yeah. with his other exit. Yeah, it was just salty and like it's one thing for, for like salty with a smile and with such confidence. Like, all right, we'll try the next show. Like. What show do you think you're going to be on? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's always trying. Because you remember when he came out of the house in Big Brother, it was all about. He even talked about all over the feeds. It was all about going on the Amazing Race. Yep. Oh, God. I got to say, and I know this isn't a Big Brother conversation, but they need to shut the fuck up with this Amazing Race shit. Because us Amazing Race fans are actually starting to get really irritated that. This is like the third straight year where people are talking about coming out and doing it. And I think it's because they had the Big Brother Survivor. It should not be your audition for the show that you want. It shouldn't be. And like, honestly, that's also like Alyssa. This season's Alyssa um, was supposed to be on Love Island. It's like, so you should have fucking gone there. Why did you waste this? Because you say you're a super fan, but you clearly aren't. Love Island. And then she even told Kyle she didn't really care about the show. She just wanted to go on The Amazing Race. Bye. I really, I'm just done with it. Like, um, these people also have to remember that, and then we've mentioned this on previous episodes, that in order to get on The Amazing Race, uh, you actually have to be liked, and not just by the audience, but by producers as well. Because you have to, because we're talking about not just, uh, we're talking about Survivor too. Rob and Amber, they weren't hated. They were beloved. There were people who, there's going to be people who criticize everybody no matter what. Totally different. Totally different. Jeff and Jordan. You know? Like they, everybody loved Jeff and Jordan after that season. I know there were live theaters that had some very rightful issue. Well, actually, that was after season thirteen of 
Big Brother. But I guess Jeff was not the nicest person on the live feeds anyways for 11. But anyways, um, like you have to be a likable couple. That's why we're going to see Derek and Claire on there. And people are going to mm-hmm. be like, well, that screws with your theory because they weren't together on the show. No, it doesn't matter. They didn't matter. have to be together on the show. They were on the same show. They literally got together in the jury house. So, yeah, they actually technically got together on the show. <laughs> you just didn't get to see it. <laughs> um so that's just my thing is like if they really like i'm just sick like when nicole was making those comments um it made me want to like blow my brains out she's like i'll go with amira i'll go with daniel i'll go with it's like that you have to have like a meaningful relationship with this person you don't just come on this show and then go on the amazing race so it's two levels of ignorance for me it's a level of ignorance that you think people would actually want you to be on the show and then it's the level of ignorance that you clearly don't motherfucking watch the amazing race because if you actually did you would know that you have absolutely no fucking chance because they don't cast people like you the only people they would cast is if kyle wasn't a raging racist um they'd be like a kyle and Alyssa thing if like they could swing that there's no way they can swing that at this point there no. is you know who they can swing if it does become a thing they can absolutely swing taylor and joe there you, you go think taylor won't be on that that's the thing people do not think about it so that's why when we hear taylor and joe talk about it us amazing race fans are kind of like i want it or we're excited yeah at least most part there's it's not going to be a full consensus but like there's excitement (laughs) it's like yes we want these people who are genuine who actually like each other who we enjoy watching on the live feeds anyways compared to mean people that's it just mean people yeah. <laughs> we don't want any of that um i just wish to I bring just got it a notification back. it said mike bloom mentioned you in a tweet and sorry so i just kind of checked out for these last did you did you did he mention you in a tweet yeah yeah what is it tell me he just it was a reply he replied oh, to God. my happy birthday and he said um i was thinking of sending her some did you see my tweet about his birthday yes. okay he said i was sending i was thinking of sending her some muffins to celebrate our birthday week but some may have been lost in transit Thank you. <laughs> i love him oh but all God. the notification said was mike bloom uh, something mentioned you and i was like oh, i'm sorry hello well also like shout out if she's even listening but like sharon tharp like fo- ended up following us this week on twit to twit talk uh tiktok and that made me want to cry so um when i got the notification that she commented on one of my videos i sat there for about 15 20 minutes thinking of my response and i was like play it cool sarah just be cool just be cool i was not in fact cool um i did a laugh emoji said p.s i love you so much and then a heart face and <laughs> I hit send and I was like, yeah, I can't, I couldn't be cool. I was, that was not cool. That was the opposite of playing it cool, Sarah. No, but it's okay because like, that's, I did that with Rob's sister Tino recently where he was just comment, he commented on, I can't remember if it was commenting on one of my TikToks or like a comment I made on one of his mm-hmm. and it popped up. And that's when I texted you the other night and I'm like, yeah, this just having us interact with BB media that we've been watching and yeah, following been for so diligently has been rewarding. Very rewarding. Very rewarding. And if you guys have like made it to validating. this part of the pod, validating. If you guys have made it to this part of the podcast, like massive thanks to people yeah. who do listen and support us because like when we go we off can't... on our rants and our non-challenge and our ADHD <laughs> mashed potato movies and why you love us. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a question. That's an answer. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it it means so much, at least 
I can, I, hopefully I can speak for you, but yeah. it's just because we have put so much work into our, our personal platforms. We're very different creators, but coming together and really having this opportunity to really surge this year has been everything, just everything. So I can't, I don't even know if I can put words to it. It's just, like you said, very validating to feel that we've kind of made it. We're not there, but we, we, it's validating and it's fun to do what we love and everybody likes to do it with us and we don't care how many people well we do care how many people listen but (laughs) it's just nice to know that we're not alone it's great to know that people want to hear us and support us that we're not talking into the void so well with that that wraps up this week's episode of wicked unscripted Mm -hmm. tune in next week for discussions about i do not even know what episode of the challenge i'm gonna guess it's Eight. eight Um, episode eight or you know about whatever the fuck we want to talk about that day because you know if we just feel like going off on an adhd (laughs) rant it just might be challenging random thoughts (laughs) because who fucking knows um but if you want to ask the show a question or even join as an analyst, uh, email the email the podcast at wickedunscripted at gmail.com for more. We are always looking for fresh and diverse. Jo- uh, Jesus Christ, I can't ever get through the last one. We're always looking for fresh and diverse jo- voices to join the conversation. All right. We'll see you next time. Second, so talk anyway. Bye. Adios.